0: And welcome to Sassy Nation on a Tuesday. Yes, I'm doing it on a Tuesday this week. Well, I figure it's the it's the week after it's the day after week one football season is completely finished. So I thought you know, while well, it's all fresh, why not, right? Why not? Anyhow, um. So oh, on a Tuesday, September fourteenth, twenty twenty one. So this week, I have three family birthdays this week. My cousin was yesterday, my uncle is today, and my great aunt turns 106 tomorrow. Yes, you heard me right. My great aunt, who's in the nursing home, is 106 tomorrow. So there's also a reason why I'm doing this today, because tomorrow, well, we're going to be at the nursing home Now last night last night, last year unfortunately, we only could celebrate the front door with her. So we gave the cake to the nurse and they they wheeled her to the window and we all said happy birthday to her and stuff and gave gifts and stuff at the door because of COVID. So this year, luckily we get to go inside again, so it's really great. Um okay. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna talk a little bit of fantasy football, yes at the end, but I'm going to go through some stuff, <laughs> go through some stuff from week one. Actually, you know what, now let's do the fantasy football stuff first, and then we'll go over week one. Okay, so for the fa- for fantasy football rankings for this now week two, here's who you should start as running back. Obviously, number one is Christian McCaffrey, um, without a doubt, and that's why he went number one in on my football fantasy drafts because he's freaking ass awesome. Even after he only played three games last year, so number two is definitely still Derrick Henry. I know he did not get that um, that score in last night's game in the, in in the game, so um, I know, but he's still. Up there number three i would start dalvin cook from the vikings number four nick chubb number five is my guy alvin Carmera, car karma karma Carmia. <laughs> I i hate last names i'm so I'm sorry when I, I butcher them too six is aaron jones seven is david montgomery from the bears eight is jonathan taylor nine is Joe Mixon from the Bengals, and ten is Miles Sanders. Now, here are my sleepers, sleeper, uh, sleeper running backs: Damien Harris, Harris of the Patriots. They're playing the Jets this week. Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson, and I would even say Elijah Mitchell. The 49ers versus the Eagles this week, so we'll see. Um I mean there's tons of them. There's tons, you know, the best of the rest and all this kind of stuff. But I definitely I think those are the running backs that you should that you should definitely start. Um so who should you start for wide receiver? Obviously. It's, the, it's Hill from the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, without a doubt. He's still number one. Adams from the Packers is number two. Hopkins from the Cardinals is number three. Metcalf is number four. Jefferson um, from the Vikings is number five. Allen from the Chargers is number six. Stephon Diggs is number seven. Goodwin's number eight. Ridley's number nine. Cooper is number 10. Um, And then you have sleepers. You have A.J. Brown. You have Antonio Brown. You have C.D. Lamb. You have Alan Robinson. Even Mike Evans. Um, You have D.J. Moore. And you also have Robbie Anderson. I would even start Corey Davis as a sleeper pick he's like a sleeper pick. I think he he definitely is going to get the ball thrown to him a lot. Um, and that also depends if Crowder plays, too. But, I still think Davis is going to get more, um, he's going to get thrown the ball a lot more. Um, Slayton from the Giants, another sleeper pick. Shepard. Sterling Shepard from the Giants, another sleeper pick. Um, you know, so I think Definitely, those are the wide receivers. So, let's say, I mean, quarter tight end, we'll talk about, let's talk about tight end. Okay, starters for week two. Kelsey, I mean, come on, he's the best tight end there is, number one. Two, Waller from the Raiders. Three, Kittle from the 49ers. Four, TJ Hawkinson from the Lions. Five, Mark Andrews from the Ravens. Six, Logan Tom- Thomas. Seven is still Rob Joukowsky. He's still in the top ten, okay? Um, Dallas Gubert from the Eagles is eight. Noah Fant is number nine. He is on the Broncos, by the way. And the Broncos play the Jaguars in the week two. And Kyle Pitts is number ten. And that will be an interesting matchup, too. That's Falcons versus Buccaneers. And then you have sleeper picks. You have... Jonah Smith from the Patriots. You got Hunter Henry on the Patriots. You got another Patriot player. They'll probably mix back. They'll probably go back and forth between the two of them. You got um, Evan Ingram from the Giants. You got um, Jimmy Graham on the Bears. You have Jack Arnold on the Panthers, who seems to have um, a good chemistry with Sam Darnold, by the way. We'll talk about that later. Um, and you got Dawson Knox on the Bills. So, I mean, you have some sleeper picks. And you have some picks that you can actually put in there. Now, let's tight end. Kicker. <laughs> we saw how important a kicker is didn't we? I mean, quarterbacks, do I really have to go over fantasy quarterbacks? Um, fine. I'm like, all right. Number one, Kyle Murray, Cardinals. Two, even though he lost last night, Lamar Jackson. Three, Patrick Mahomes. Four, Tom Brady. Five, Russell Wilson. Six, Aaron Rodgers. Seven, Jalen Hurts eight, Justin Herbert, nine, Dak Prescott, and ten, Baker Mayfield. Yes, Josh Allen is not in the top ten. He would I would put him in, though. He is a sleeper pick, and the Bills are playing the Dolphins. So without a doubt, I would put him in. Kirk Cousins is still a sleeper pick, and Teddy Bridgewater, still a sleeper pick. You got Joe Burrow, who did awesome his first week back after surgery. He placed the Bears, by the way. Um, you got Winston on the Saints sleeper pick. And of course, you know, you got um, Ryan Tannehill, you got Trevor Lawrence, you got Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, they're playing the Steelers, by the way. You got Sam Darnold as a sleeper pick. Uh, Definitely him. You got Mac Jones, who's playing the Jets. This week as a sleeper pick. I don't even know if you would put, I don't even know if I would have Zach Wilson as a sleeper pick because I, mean, I don't know how that's going to happen, but we'll talk about that in a minute. All right, so there's my sleeper picks and my picks for fantasy this week. Um, you know, a few positions are okay. Now, a few guys are okay. Positions And, of course, we lost some, too, so don't forget that. Don't forget that we lost some picks. So, I don't know how I'm going to open, talking about week one. But you know I'm going to talk about Sam Darnold and the Jets, first and foremost. First and foremost, I'm so happy that that game is done. Because, you now Sam don't have to care about the fucking Jets no more. He don't have to look at them, he doesn't have to think about them. He is completely now finished from the Jets because he played them and the game's over. So thank you, NFL, for having that be game one. Because now he's got 16 games ahead of him that he has to concentrate on, and he doesn't have to think about the Jets games coming up. You know, I can just see that, like, you know, they're they're vying for a playoff spot, the Panthers, and then they play in the Jets. And that would be, like, a bigger game than it really was, right? It would be a bigger, bigger deal, without a doubt. So he doesn't have to worry about that now. Now he can just concentrate, have fun, obviously, have fun, but concentrate on the 16 games ahead of him. With that said, hopefully they're playing the Saints this week, week two, because there were coaches on the Saints that came down with COVID. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, you know. We shall see what happens, but I am going to, all right, how am I going to talk about the Jets? <laughs> all right, I'm just trying to, check to, I'm trying to pronounce this guy's name. So first and foremost, Dan Orlowski from ESPN, I'm just going to mention him first, Well, he's in my head. The reason he's in my head is because I saw on Twitter how he tweeted about Sam Darnold today. You know, oh look, and he didn't, and he protected the ball like like he was shocked as shit that he played the way that he played. And I just want to shut him up for a second, okay? First of all, Dan, you were never in Sam's corner. Okay, you never, you were, first you thought the Jets needed to trade him, and you were on that freaking ass bandwagon with all your other freaking ESPN dudes. And then, you changed your tune and said, oh no, they shouldn't trade him, they should keep him. Because, uh, you know, he changes his mind more than a teenage girl changes clothes. Um, And that's usually how he is on, on, on the show. Um, But, you know what, uh, Sam don't need you to throw confetti on him right now, he good. Okay, he good. He don't need you to be like all the, you know, up in his, you know, and sipping the Kool-Aid now for him. You know, throwing the confetti at him. Um, You never threw the confetti at him in the first place. You never freaking supported him. You thought that he was not that good and that the Jets needed to trade him. And now all of a sudden, now that you see how he was, which he was always that talented, he always had that ability. Now, oh, now we're on the Sam Darnold bandwagon, honey. You're not on the bandwagon. I'm flicking you off. All right. Now that I started with that one, I'm just gonna say this to the Jets fans. <clears throat> so, y'all still think it was the quarterback that was holding the Jets back all the for the past four, three seasons? Do you really think that that's what the problem was? First of all, the QB. Okay. He can only be as good as you help him be by surrounding him with protection and veteran elite players, not just rookies, not just rookies. All of you who are like, oh, oh, JJ got all these draft picks, oh, we got all these draft picks, blah 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 blah. Oh, mm-mm-mm-mm. yeah, no. And then all you Jets fans complaining or like using it as an excuse as to why Sam was good. Oh, well, he has CMC. Yes. He has an elite player. Every quarterback needs at least one elite player, either a wide receiver or a running back. And I prefer having an elite running back than a wide receiver. And I'll tell you that this is the reason why. Because look, you could you could have those, you know, short play schemes. You can have those short passes to the wide receiver that can also run as a wide receiver. You know, he can catch it as a wide receiver and then run it like a running back. Uh, Hello? You need to have that. And, you know, not for nothing, but the Jets had that for him in Le'Veon Bell. But Gaze, if you recall, did not like the deal. Did not want him on the team. And then, pretty much like castrated him from the team. And never freaking used him. So... What did you expect? Number two, I have to just come to say this to Robbie Anderson. I loved that airplane celebration. That was like shoving it back in their freaking ass faces because I, I and I've said this from day one, the, why would you not sign a player that has chemistry with your quarterback? Why would they let Robbie Anderson go? When they knew he had the chemistry with Sam. So I'm so happy to see the two of them together. You know, the song Reunited and it feels so good. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm, that's the first thing that came to my mind. And I'm not singing that, sorry. But I'm telling you now. They got... They got magic between the two of them. It's gonna be a magical year between the two of them. He already has chemistry with DJ Moore. And... Sam already has chemistry with his tight end, Arnold. So, here's the difference, Jets fans. Sam now has the team built around him that the Jets failed him on. They failed to build him a team. The same shit that happened to Sam when Sam was there happened in the first half with Zach. You can talk up and down, round and round all you want at how elite you think Zach Wilson is. He couldn't save himself in the first half, even if he fucking tried to. He got sacked six times throughout the game. Even in the second half, he got sacked. So for all of you that were praising the offensive line in the second half, he still got sacked. Yes, the offensive line did a little bit better job in the second half. Yes, he did throw touchdown. Yes, he made some good plays. But don't think that it's all rainbow and butterflies because how they play in the second half. Honey, you guys, you're not going to win games if he just plays good in one half. And plays miserable in the other half. You gotta play one hundred and ten percent in both halves, first half and second half. And the Jets still have a train wreck of an O line. Even though Beckon's gonna be out, and that moves Fant to his natural position of of left tackle, he and the guys were still you still have problems. The defense wasn't all that good either. And because you have a cornerback problem, you couldn't blitz, you couldn't throw blitz packages because you didn't really have a good CB, and you couldn't stop the run. I mean, what more do you need to hit you in front of your freaking face to see? The the Jets are still the same old Jets, and you're you're precious their GM has two, had two years to fucking fix it, and didn't fix it. Zach's gonna get killed back there, and by the way, so Zach gets injured because he gets, you know, he gets sacked. Like, luckily, you are lucky he did not get a concussion, because two of those sacks, he hit his head really hard on the ground. I thought for sure the last one was gonna knock him out of the game. Who, you gonna, you're gonna bring in, you gonna bring in White now? Oh, he's your quarterback? And then they have what, that quote-unquote veteran Johnson? you have no elite, no elite running back, you have no elite wide receiver, and you have no elite veteran quarterback mentoring your brand new, oh, prince of a a quarterback in Wilson. I'm going to tell you something too. He makes the same throws that Sam made. And a couple of those throws that he made, Sam made the same throws when he was with the Jets, too. Now, I'll talk about Sam for a second. Damn, did he look good. He looked comfortable in the pocket. He did not panic. And even when the pocket was was coming in on him, he still managed to throw the ball to the receiver. He never threw an interception. Now, granted the red zone play, you know, I mean, they gotta fix that, but besides that play, Sam was perfect back there. And his footwork was so much better. He looked comfortable. He never looked comfortable with the Jets. He looked confident. He was calm. And at the end of the game, he said something that I don't think he's ever said when he was with the Jets. I have fun playing for this team. He's never ever said that with when he was with the Jets for three years. He never had fun with the Jets. It was never fun for him. So, yeah, of course I was very upset when they traded him. But I'm very happy. I've 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 gotten away from that. I don't care. I'm happy actually that the Jets traded him because now he has a chance. To be that elite quarterback that I know that he is. Zach, he's got a long way to go. For me to even think he's elite. No, he's not playing with the boys anymore. He's playing with men now. A little different. Now, it's a little bit different when you actually have um, defense coming at you in your face than when he had his uh, pro day and everybody was like in awe. Oh, look at him throw the ball. Oh, look at that throw. Oh, look, that's magical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got to be a little bit more than just magical when he's got the defense coming right in his freaking ass face. But like I said, you have no leadership on this Jets team. There's no veterans. Like, for example, I'm going to throw the Giants out there. You know, like when they won the Super Bowl against the Patriots in 2008? Well, Michael Strahan was there. And he took Justin Tuck under his wing. And he took Jesse Armstead under his wing. And he took some others under his wing. That's what the Jets players need. They need a veteran to take them under their wing and mentor them and lead. You have you don't have that on this Jets team. You have a rookie head coach who, yes, he made adjustments. Very good. Let's all clap for that. Because we all as Jets, we all we know the past like four years. Four years with bowls too two years with bowls and then the two years with um gays over there you know the brilliant offensive minds uh never made adjustments but the playbook for zach looked like pop warner it was a pop warner playbook i want to say the magic that you all the all the magic that you fell for during the preseason. You know, because we had people in, like, you know, this in, in Facebook groups posting all the stupid uh, tweets about, like, Oh, Zach's 4-for-4. Four four. Yes, throwing to his own teammates. Made some wonderful plays to his own teammates during practice. Now, I'm not saying he didn't make any great plays during the game. He did make some good throws. But if you're going to talk up a quarterback that he's the next coming of Joe Namath and he's the next coming of Aaron Rodgers... He better fucking look like that in a game, no matter how bad the offensive line is. Just, just gonna throw that out there. Although I will say, it's not all Zach's fault. Like I said, it's a train wreck. Well, the Jets organization is a train wreck. They don't know how to develop players. Now we have a problem with MIMS. Not understanding plays. Oh, Okay. We have problems galore with the Jets. They don't know how to develop players. How does Mims not understand the plays being given to him in the playbook? And that's why he's not out there. How do you not understand? But then again, look at who Joe Douglas has drafted. He also drafted James Morgan, and then he released him, by the way. Just going to put that out there. He's drafted a lot of people that have not turned out to be as solid as he said they would be but then again look you have no one you have no one coaching them you need see coaching matters for all you dumb assholes out there that have no idea what how how coaches or what coaches do and how coaches are i've coached for 27 years close to it at least i mean it feels like i've been coaching freaking ass forever and and it doesn't matter the sport like I've done basketball, I do cheerleading. I've, I've won championships with basketball, by the way. Just gonna throw that out there. I've won trophies with cheerleading too. And I've developed players, college level, and high school level. I'm telling you, it takes a lot to develop players. It's not easy. The players need to be surrounded by veterans they need to be, even even in high school and even in college, they need, and then, of course, the pros. You can't just, you just can't think that, like, the college kids come into the pros. Now they're men, and now they have to understand things. The ball is different from college football to the NFL. The fields are different from college to the NFL. And the way that they play the game is faster in the NFL than it is in college. It takes patience and time to develop them, and it also takes the right attitude, which the Jets fans do not have. I mean, I even read on Facebook in this group that one guy wanted Beckham to just like shake it off and get back in there. Are you serious? The guy was crying, getting carted off the field, and you want him to shake it off? What the hell is wrong with you people? Um, yeah, and by the way, I really think you guys need to invest in whiskey. It's going to be that kind of year for you. And I think the Giants fans are going to need a lot of that, too. Because they look like they were lost. Their coach looked lost, too. And I you know. I mean, what other games, the game last night was good, though. That was a very that was a very um high energy energy game. Derek Carr looked pretty good as quarterback. I still think he's a really good quarterback. Lamar Jackson I mean I had in my top 10 I still think he's a top 10 quarterback but the, the, he botched that play. You're gonna run with the ball Lamar you gotta protect the football. The football was hanging right out there. And overtime, no less. What oh, was just hanging out there to dry? And... Mm hmm. Yeah. So let's say you had the Dolphins beat the Patriots by one point. Interesting. Very interesting. I mean,. Eh. I mean, it's Matt Jones' team now. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just watching some highlights as I'm, I'm looking up. I mean, yeah, he was sacked, and he lost the and he lost the football in the first quarter. Okay, rookies do that kind of stuff. It's faster for him. It's a definitely different. It's a definitely different atmosphere as well for rookies. But, I mean, he did pretty good. Um, Let's see. What are the games? Oh, the Packers got their asses kicked. (laughs) Uh, That was the worst game in Aaron Rodgers' Rodgers' career, without a doubt. The Bears. Oh, that's the one I want to talk about. Where is that game? So, um... Yeah, the Bears and the Rams. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, does Andy Dalton still think that it's his team? Because I'm going to tell you, it ain't. I mean, you know, the Rams didn't look so bad. They looked pretty good, but I am just want to think from a Chicago standpoint... Yeah, you know, I'm just watching the highlights. I'm getting like, all the highlights down here and I'm just like, mm. I mean, it was all Rams. It literally was all Rams in the first in the first half. Literally, it was all Rams. The Bears defense was not that good. Um uh, I'm I'm gonna say that Justin Fields is probably gonna be in there permanently as the quarterback very soon. If that's how if that's how they're gonna play. Um what are the games? The Chiefs and the Browns game was good. It was a close one. That was a pretty good game. The 49ers look good. Um, The Steelers beat the Bills, so that wasn't that was a good game. That so that was close. The Eagles beat the Falcons. I think the Falcons are going to have a horrible year this year. Uh, Of course, the Texans beat the Jaguars. Texans are a little bit better than them, but we'll see. We shall see. Of course, you know, the first game was just you know remarkable. So here's week two. Here's week two. Giants vs. Washington is the Thursday night game. Then it's the Raiders vs. Steelers, 49ers vs. Eagles, Texans vs. Browns, Broncos vs. Jaguars, Saints vs. Panthers, and it may be depending on the COVID situation, Rams vs. Colts, Bills vs. Dolphins, Patriots vs. Jets, Bengals vs. Bears, Falcons vs. Buccaneers, Vikings vs. Cardinals, Titans vs. Seahawks, Cowboys vs. Chargers, Chiefs vs with face the Rams, and then the next Monday night football game is the Lions versus the Packers. So now we go into week two. I'm going to say this. By week four, you will see what type of team you have. You got to give them the first four games. After that, by week five, obviously, the first four games will tell you what type of team you have. Either you'll be 0-4, You'll be two and two. You'll be three and one, or you'll be four and out. And that's or one and three. That's how um, you can. That's the marker because the first game is the first game. Yes, I always agree with that. The first game is the first game. That's why I don't like really make too much big of a deal of it with the first game, but we'll see. So now on to some social media stuff because your social media platforms are adding new tools for those athletes out there that care. Instagram is adding what they call a favorite, a favorites link. And I don't personally think that's going to work, but you know, Instagram's just trying to really like really up the ante because they really want people on this platform. I'm just gonna get my tools. Okay, so here are the shakeups happening. Well, we'll start with Twitter. I'll do Twitter, it's because these are the, 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 um, the platforms that are changing things. Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Okay, Twitter. Twitter is looking at some new privacy features relating to who can see a user's posts and the posts they like, and more power over their follower lists. Internal research has had that many tweeters don't fully understand privacy basics and therefore are engaging less with the platform. No, that's not why we're not on Twitter. Twitter is toxic. There's so much hate on your platform, Jack Dorsey. That's why. Twitter's also testing out um, this month the ability to edit follower lists without followers knowing. So it's like similar to Instagram. You know how if you go on Instagram you can um, ...remove a follower and the follower doesn't know that you removed them. Because it doesn't give notification, It just you just remove them. Same thing they're trying to do on... They're just kind of copycat Instagram. Um, oh, you want to like a specific tweet, but don't necessarily want all of your followers to know. So you'll soon have the power over that. So I think what they're going to do is you're going to be able to like something and nobody's going to say it. Uh, that's, basically, that's basically what it comes down to. Um, Twitters. Newest tests can provide a long-awaited relief for anyone facing harassment on the platform, so they're trying to do what's called safety mode. That puts up a temporary line of defense between the count and the wave of toxic incentive, investive, um, notorious is, no, is notorious for. So the mode can be enabled from the settings menu, which toggles an algorithmic ather- screen process that filters out potential abuse, but it only lasts for seven days. So after seven days, the person who was harassing you can come back and harass you. And then you gotta then you gotta put that toggle back up again. I think that I think that's stupid. Um, but they're still far from the other platforms when it comes to sharing reels and TikToks and have that have copyrighted music. Um LinkedIn. LinkedIn joins other tech companies, including Facebook and Twitter, that have already embraced the dark theme. The dark theme through color and contrast is meant to cut down an eye strain and help people who are sensitive to light. So they're doing that. And also, they just announced some big changes coming to LinkedIn stories. And if you are an admin of a page that has published stories in the past, know that on Monday, September 30th, they plan to suspend LinkedIn stories in their current design and will be working on a new format that better supports the needs of their professional users. Instagram now. Instagram is testing a new feature that will solve a long-standing problem with application feeds. Users will finally get a chance to star their favorite accounts as favorites. Since the application starts post on the feeds using certain algorithms, it can miss out on updates. So this new feature will allow users to take better control of their feed. We'll see if it actually works. And we'll see if people actually use it. Um, there's also new tools that will be hitting up, still on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And Facebook is working on a few themselves, right about now. They're always working on something, I will tell you this. But Facebook has to get with the program as well with Instagram. So, Facebook wants you to share your Reels, right? They want, Instagram wants you to share your Reels to your Facebook page. But yet, you put it on your freaking Facebook page, and then you get this copyright message. Oh, part of this was muted due to copyright. Well, hello, I'm using your sister station, your sister station, I'm going to call your sister social media platform, Instagram. I shouldn't have a fucking copyright issue. Where's my, why is there copyright issue? You both are owned by the same freaking people. This is what I'm talking about. Like, my God of mercy on social media, it's, it's the most stupidest thing, I think. Um, what else was happening? Within the lines here, uh, there's a lot of other stuff that's happening on social media. I like, I'll, um, you know, with with social media platforms, got um, with athletes and stuff. But I don't really see that many right now. Like, I'll go on Twitter quick. I'll just click like that. Um. Okay. Uh huh. Okay, so let's see. The Panthers just cut their kicker, but they'll keep their seven round pick that have, that, that they traded like conditioning to the Giants. Um do, 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 do. Oh my god, Oreo has a cafe. I'm just gonna see if I can see anything here. Oh, I have to go through these stupid tweets. Okay, all right. I got my work cut kind of me. Um, I think that's basically it, right? I mean, yeah, we saw week one. Oh, should I talk about the Yankees and the Mets for a little bit? Not really. They're boring. <laughs> the Yankees are waving their white flag, and the Mets, well, the Mets act like little. The Mets are like little babies. I saw that the benches cleared and the other um. One of the games. Let's look up the NHL standings. I'm just. So it's the Braves in first, the Phillies are in second, and the Mets are in third. The Mets are still five and a half games back, by the way. FYI. So the postseason is that is this way right now. AL wild card game would be Blue Jays versus the winner of the Yankees Red Sox one game playoff. If the season ended today, the NHL the NHL the NL wild card is the Dodgers versus Reds. Reds. Then the then the A, the American League division series would be Astros versus White Sox, the Rays versus the wild card game winner. Then the other one would be the Brewers and the Braves, and then the Giants would play the NL the NL wild card game winner. Um does it say, okay, so the wild card, the Mets are like three and a half games out of the wild card. So I wouldn't talk if I were you G- Mets fans either. Both the Yankees and the Mets both suck. The wild card right now is for the Yankees, they're still technically in it. It's Toronto, the Yankees, and Boston. And Seattle's not that far behind. They're two games out. And then you have Oakland, two and a half. So it's a little bit more um, close than it is in the wild card in the um, National League. You have the Dodgers. Then you have Cincinnati. Then you have San Diego and St. Louis, a half game back. Philadelphia, two and a half back. And then the Mets, three and a half back. And then here's the odds for those that like to make bets. Braves, minus 700. Phillies, plus 750. Mets, plus 1,000. Just going to throw that out there. When does hockey start? (laughs) That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting to see this New York Rangers team that better freaking make the playoffs this year. So we'll see. So we'll see. Now, hopefully I'll watch um, some of the one, one o'clock games on Sunday. You know, I am coach cheerleading, like I've said, and we're doing fundraising on Sunday. We are also part of our community. So where the community where I am has a street fair. So we are part of that and I've, hopefully it starts early. Let's look that crap up. Cause the last thing I want to do is be there all day. I've done street fairs like in the past, but, um, I'm like, I don't not want to be there all oh, freaking ass day. Yeah, from ten to five. Okay. So we get there for ten. Hopefully I'll leave by 12:30 and I'm home by one to watch football and, and see what's happening out there. All right. so you want you want to hit me up? I'm on Instagram at SassyGirlPR7. I am still on Twitter, but I don't go on Twitter that often. My Twitter feed for those that need to know. Is acts the X? That's literally what it is. Why is it that way? That will be a good. That'll, that'll be a good blog post. <laughs> or maybe that'll be a good uh, recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm, which is my extra stuff that I'm my my extra subscription stuff, which is really good though. I have to say that stuff is coming along. So what I'm doing actually is I'm recording like a couple like episodes in a row before i release it and then i will release the first one as a freebie and then if you like it then you can subscribe to the other ones um and it's not that i'm not charging that much money for subscriptions either i think i think people when they charge like way too much money i think they're asking for trouble <laughs> because i mean seriously who wants to spend 8.99 a month listening to people talk i i don't like you know a couple dollars here and there maybe like you know 2.99 a month or 3.99 a month is is a good amount to charge, but, like, you know, $7.99, uh, no. Unless I'm giving you some free other, like, material, that's a different story. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so tomorrow's Wednesday, and tomorrow I will do my new, the new and approved The Sassy Show, which is on Facebook. I stream it live on Facebook. It is presented by Rockland World Radio, for those that need to know. Um, and it's streamed actually on Rockland World Radio, and you can get if you go on RocklandWorldRadio.com, you can listen to all my old, my old, my old, my old episodes. You can also just stay here on Assassination, and you can listen on Spotify, and you can find all my old ones. So there's that. So tomorrow I'm going to do the Sassy Show. I'm going to talk about September 11th. That I, that's why I didn't talk about it here. I'm saving it for there, for that show. I'll mention again the Jets the Panthers, some football stuff, and what's happening on social media, and I will give you one social media tip of the day, and I will give you three content ideas that you can use right now to help your content um, be more successful. So I will talk about that tomorrow at noon. So I'm going to do it earlier tomorrow because tomorrow is my aunt's 106th birthday, and we have to be at the nursing home, I think, for 1.30. So I want to make sure I've done my show. And then the recordings of a fangirl, hashtag sarcasm, will be Friday. That's my plan. That's my plan. So have a great rest of the day. Talk to you all later. Ciao.